2: After unthinkable challenges...
1: We have not hit the peak of this epidemic quite yet.
2: ...met with extraordinary and selfless resolve. After moments we'll never forget, our reward is a game for the ages. It's Mahomes,
3: Brady,
0: Super Bowl!
2: The Super Bowl returns to a sun-kissed city, bright with optimism. This place knows all about glory.
4: Just win, they
2: And Hardy. Wide right. But this matchup.
4: We gotta make sure so we take care of the day. We're built for moments like these
2: Is something quite special.
4: Ready to throw. Makes the catch. Touchdown, uh, Scooter, Ballard.
2: It's a clash of generations.
4: He backflips into the end zone. Shows a guy out
2: Two towering standards of greatness. The blue meeting at the ultimate crossroads. That- so perfect, you couldn't script it. By returning home, one team has already made history. Bay, Can they do it once more? Or will we see a new dynasty arrive?
4: The Chiefs are ready to run it back!
2: Here in football paradise, it's an unforgettable moment.
4: Let's go, man! All day just like that!
2: all the time.
4: That's what I work for right here! He's in there! Unbelievable! Welcome Come
2: on. to Super Bowl 55.
4: baby. That audio is Morgan Freeman from the NFL found earlier today on Twitter. I don't get any credit for it. This though is 610 sports radio. As we get you ready for Super Bowl 55, Kansas city versus Tampa Bay. Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson here today. Super Bowl Sunday, man, big game Sunday. The weather is absolutely nuts. Um, I don't know why it needs to remind us what the temperature is once it gets past like 15. I don't need to look at my watch and see a seven. But nonetheless, Super Bowl Sunday, they've made it. They've got to this point. That kind of video, that kind of audio, for some reason, just Morgan Freeman will get you there. Get you all ready to go. Everybody gets ready for this game. like not just, Not just like a 10-year-old or a 62 year old but like everybody from in this area at least that's the power of having this type of team in a game like this if it's your hometown team which a lot of you driving around today getting that last minute thing for your football snacks or whatever you're doing for the game you know whether you're getting ready to you know host a little get together just have a little one on one few friends you're a little bit more Amped up today, obviously, because of what is in the Super Bowl, which is your team, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, all here today. But the crazy thing about this and the magnitude of this game and why it's so popular is that it affects all ages and types. Like my buddy texts me. He's like, man, he's like, Owen, he's ready for the game. He's ready to tune in. Loves the show. I got to keep it clean for Owen Day. Owen, he's a youngster, but he's a smart one, and he knows the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl Again, for the second straight year in a row. His life as a Chiefs fan a little bit easier than maybe my dad's. Who watched for years Elway rip the hearts out of your throat. Always get there in the low to mid-90s. Good team, good defense. Couldn't get done. Lost in the playoffs. Move on to the 2000s where maybe I'm kind of from. Watching Peyton Manning and the Colts come in here. Neither team punts. It might have been the best Chiefs team I'd ever seen at the time. Priest Holmes, Trent Green, Tony Gonzalez. A lot of you out there probably remember that team. Boom. Never got there. Then the down years before Andy Reid gets here. And now, highest summit, as Mitch Holtis would say. As you can hear Mitch Holtis today on 106.5 The Wolf calling the game. And that's why now I think the Super Bowl now means a little bit more to everybody else you, your father, your grandfather, your cousin, your uncle, your aunt, your sister, brother, whatever it is. Because now the Chiefs seem to be a team that aren't going to go anywhere anytime soon. They went 14-2 this year after winning the Super Bowl. Their team continued to put up astronomically high record-breaking numbers. Travis Kelsey has one of the best years you've ever seen at tight end. Tyree Kill just absolutely runs away with anybody on the field. He and Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, fantastic seasons. Patrick Mahomes, another Patrick Mahomes season. A season in which he made one of the best quarterbacks we'd ever seen before Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers have a career year to win the MVP. We get to that a little bit later. But this game is more so a legacy game for Patrick Mahomes. And I get it. We've heard the cliches. You know, he's the best. He's the next best. He's the greatest. But this is what's crazy about this situation, because this is a situation that if we sit back, we keep continuing to peel back the layers of the onion. This is a legacy game for Mahomes more than we can think about, because there's the common saying: "To be the best, you got to beat the best." Right? You playing with your buddies on the pool table. This guy's always winning. He's the best pool player of the group. Claims he's the best. Hasn't beaten the best. Patrick Mahomes plays Tom Brady in Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. So take all of those numbers, throw them out the window, and just play about the situation that is tonight, 5.30 p.m. Patrick Mahomes will play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That matchup alone in itself, the new up-and-coming rising superstar, Versus probably the greatest champion the game's ever seen. Nicknamed the GOAT. Done it all. 10th Super Bowl. 43 years old. Only three times has a quarterback started at the age of 40 in the Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady. All three times. 40, 41, and 43. That legacy is there. We're about to finish that book. The next one can get a little bit thicker tonight. Because I'm not sure in any major sport when is the next time that we see a matchup with this much magnitude. Like who's in the NBA? LeBron? Will Bron Sr. versus Bronny Jr. be like the next big matchup in sports? It's like the next big one we're going to get to. It's not going to be Luka versus Bron in the finals. I don't know if that's enough magnitude yet to even get close to that conversation the way we are with Mahomes and Brady. Like, we never got Michael Jordan versus Kobe or LeBron in an NBA Finals. Like, you never got that matchup, both of which were the next person to surpass MJ for the go. We never got a Masters Sunday, U.S. Open Sunday, Tiger versus Jack. Too much gap there, right? LeBron, Kobe, and MJ, there's just like that much of a gap. Mahomes, Brady, best to ever do it in the NFL, no argument. Six rings, 10th bowl, 43, right? Patrick Mahomes shows all that promise, and we all know it, that he can be the next best. And they're playing for the biggest championship in their sport on the biggest stage in the United States. It's the most anticipated sporting event in the nation. It's a basically non given holiday. Like everybody, not everybody, mostly everybody today is going to be doing something involving the Super Bowl, whether it's betting, watching, attending, whatever you're doing. It's what everybody's going to talk about on Monday. We know all that comes with it, and it's Brady versus Mahomes. The best, possibly the next best. So Patrick Mahomes' legacy that is already being built, his book that's already been written, can get a real thick, juicy chapter tonight and make that legacy even stronger. Because when you're always talked about as the next big guy, the one thing that always seems to come up is there will always be another moment. Like Brady wins one, then Brady wins two. Can they win three and be a dynasty? They did. Then he won three more, and it was, can he catch Montana? And he did. Then it became, he's going to a new team. Can he get to the Super Bowl with a different team? And he did. That's the type of stuff that legacies are are about. That's Tom Brady's. Patrick Mahomes. First quarterback to start his first year and throw for 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, and win an MVP. Boom. Goes to the Super Bowl, and his second year as a starter, wins it, wins Super Bowl MVP. Third year, goes 14-1 to as a starter, goes back to the Super Bowl. Damn near wins, season MVP. Wins tonight, probably going to win Super Bowl MVP. Add to that chapter, beat Tom Brady, Sports' greatest champion in Super Bowl in Tom Brady's home field. That's another nugget that adds to that. That's what thickens the chapter. And that's what Mahomes can do this year. And if Mahomes and this team goes out there and does what I think I'm going to predict later on, I think what we've seen all year and we're starting to put the pieces closer together, we're going to watch Patrick Mahomes do this more times than not for the next 10 to 12 years. Because he's only 25, 26. You don't really hit your quarterback career prime in most cases until you're 28, 27, 28, 29. He's three to four years from that. And if he has a second Super Bowl win, a second Super Bowl MVP, he beats the greatest champion in the sport in his home turf on the biggest stage. The rest is just... Sit back, folks. Open up a beer. Put your feet up. Relax. Get ready to watch something that we may never see. We started to see it with Tiger. He never got to play Jack. But Tiger started winning those majors, and everybody was like, golf's different. You watched it with Michael Jordan, and you were like, oh, man. This guy just won three in a row. He's a stud. He's very, very entertaining. Change basketball. Brady versus Mahomes, 5.30 tonight. You can hear Mitch Holt us on 106.5 The Wolf. Coming up, Dawson had a Fresca and a cigarette at the Super Bowl. When I come back, I'm going to have fresca on, and I'm probably going to have to have a cigarette. Back in 610 Sports Radio. Dusty is with you here until 1 o'clock, and then it begins. Then you're on the Chiefs network time. You get those guys to get you all jacked up for Super Bowl fifty-five. Big game tonight. Lots of uh lots of stuff on the line, man. Thanks for listening. Once again, Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson here with you today on six ten sports radio. Stay warm. We're still sitting at a soft seven. Should double by the end of the day and temperature wise, should get to a solid fourteen. That's the promise. I know a lot of people are kind of on the radar. No pun intended with the weather tonight in, in Tampa. I've kind of done a little bit of research. I looked at some reports. Sounds like it's going to rain there this morning. Again, they're a little bit ahead of us. About an hour it's time. But this morning there were some rain showers and then they said tonight it should clear up. Uh, 70s, low 70s, mid to high 60s, cool breeze. So, just a typical Tampa Bay night where tonight it'll be somewhere around six and a very cool breeze. Um, but for every Super Bowl, no matter what you do, Jay Southland tow service, text line 913 576 7610. Text it in. Do you do anything this year for the Super Bowl? Do you get with a small group? I don't know. I know I'm doing this, then I got to go do the other job for a little bit. And then just a small get-together for the game tonight. No gambling this year. But I do find it funny. Um, every year, some people have their traditions. Some people have their uh, you know, their ways about things, how they'll do the squares game. Um, I think it's kind of fun to bet prop bets when you go to small places. Like, you can bet on anything. Like, you can be lame. You know, you can take the safe one where there's a 50-50 chance like what what the coin toss will land on heads or tails. Heads minus 105, tails minus 105. So, you can't You win or, that that one just there's really not a lot of joy in that. Um you can you can pick on what the Chiefs will do if they win the toss, the Bucks will do when they win the toss, but the ones that are fun are like which Anheuser-Busch brand commercial will air first. Now we knew that Budweiser had pulled the Clydesdales this year. I don't think they're doing it at all. But it gives you the odds Bud Light plus 120. Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade plus 175. Mick Ultra plus 175. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer plus 200. There's my money. Why does Tom Brady look so good? The youngness of Patrick Mahomes. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. First commercial plus 200. But like you could play with your friends, you know, like bet like two bucks. Um, Some that are interesting, like how many commercials will show a person wearing a mask over two and a half under two and a half. The over is the running away favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Over two and a half. Um, Will Jerry Rice make a paper football field goal in Frito-Lay's commercial? I feel like he has to. It's a minus 180. You think about it, it's Jerry Rice. Can't really see him making a fool of himself, missing a field goal in a commercial that he's getting paid lots of money for. And he's one of the best to do at a receiver. So to give you some background, if these are still on the board, jump on them. The commercial's already been released. And Peyton talks first, and Rice makes the field goal. So bet on it. Um total number of commercials aired during the Super Bowl 92 and a half. This one stay away from. This will keep you distracted. You don't want to get into that. Uh the the Super Bowl Gatorade prop bets, the favorite is orange because a lot of people are picking the Chiefs to win this game and it was orange last year. Um and just to give you some stats, it's been orange since 2001. Orange has ran away with the lead 5 no Gatorade 5, clear 4, which means be obviously water. Yellow 3, blue 2, purple 1. So purple's not going to win, even though it's plus 900. I'd go orange. But the thing that's interesting about this year's Super Bowl and, like, the situation that we're in is that, did it still feel like a Super Bowl? Like, you hear those odds, and you you might play those with, like, friends and bet a dollar on each one. You each pick, you know. 10 and 10, have a fun, friendly side bet. But feeling it and getting ready for it is different than gambling on it. And it makes you wonder, was this year still kind of the same Super Bowl? Same feeling, I'm staying home from the text line. The hell with it. Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Go have fun, safe. Go have safe fun tonight. Cheer on the Chiefs. Same thing as last year. Came home from college after... Um, Came home from college, watched the game. The thing about the Super Bowl and get-togethers, and the timing of the pandemic and the season, one, they made it to the championship game. They actually got into a Super Bowl. Two, not a lot of seriousness happened when it came to this year on the football field. Now the Saints are in some trouble with some of the COVID protocols. But this season, did it still feel like it? Did you still have that same type of get-up for the Super Bowl? It's up in in the air. Makes you wonder. Shopping around last night, getting bundled up stuff like gear, like scarves. Didn't have that feel. But I feel like when the game hits, the commercials will still be there and everything will still be the same when it comes to what this is. Something that's not the same in this league for the future is the MVP voting. I'm not mad or upset with how they got it. Just with where they're at. Back in 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Liggins with you. Grant Nicholson here as well. Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, big game championship game Sunday. Finally here, two weeks later. Chiefs, Bucks, Brady, Mahomes, Gronk, Kelsey... Tyree Kill, Mike Evans. Right now it's Fesco and Lykens. Bob Fesco, how are you on this Super Bowl
3: Sunday? You know what, Dusty? I'm doing really, really good. How are you, my friend?
4: I'm doing good. Um, You know, now that I'm on the right time slot here uh, with myself and reality. Bob, it seems like we kind of were talking about it in this last segment about the Super Bowl. And this year with the pandemic season, does it still feel to you like a normal – I mean, I guess normal's thrown out the window for the rest of time, but does it feel like a Super Bowl Sunday or do you still have that kind of, this morning i got to get up, get some stuff, make some stuff for the family, at the house,
3: for the game? Like, how does it feel this year for you? Well, it's, it's odd because I was actually just thinking about that. You know, when the Royals went to the World Series, I was there when they you know, had their clinchy game last year. I was in Miami, wasn't at the game, but it was in Miami last year at a watch party with a bunch of Chiefs fans for the Super Bowl. And now I'm here, I'm like – what, what am I supposed to do or, or are we supposed to have like a big party or like, like what's the rules that we're all supposed to follow. But I guess, you know, in the middle of this, hopefully tail end of this this pandemic that we've gone through for 332 days now, I believe is the exact number. Uh, I guess we'll all just kind of, you know, chill at home and, and watch the Chiefs win another title.
4: Do you have any, I don't know, like when it, when we talk about this game today and like the magnitude that this game is, do you have any doubt that it can disappoint
3: No, I I don't think so unless you're a Tampa Bay fan and then the end result will disappoint (laughs) you. But from a, from a Kansas City point of view, no, I I don't think this game is going to disappoint because I think if it it turns out to be a blowout, that's great for us. We'll love every single minute of it. You know, the national audience probably won't like that. And, you know, they'll tune away if the Chiefs are up 21 or something like that going into the fourth quarter. But, but I think, you know, if if you're a Chiefs fan, the way that I expect this game to go and I expect it to be a double digit win, you know, for the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I just don't think there's any way possible that this game game can disappoint because I think this is the final moment that we need and that the NFL needs the final passing of the torch to Patrick Mahomes from Tom Brady. You know, he still hasn't beaten him in the postseason, as we know and as we've talked about, and I think he beats him today. Today is the symbolic passing of the torch where the old guard, Manning, getting into the Hall of Fame last night, Brady finally, you know, stepping aside and letting the new guard take over.
4: When it comes to Mahomes and Brady, like, I don't feel like Brady's hated because of anything he's like I mean I guess the deflate thing I guess can kind of throw a little bit of shade but I think more so that people dislike Brady for his career because for me personally I think that they just hate people and like it's okay to hate in sports like more hate in sports less hate in the world but like people don't like Brady because he was always there always winning all the accolades does it start if Mahomes wins tonight that people will just start unnecessarily hating on Patrick Mahomes because They'll see a second championship in three years, and the 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 ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan, one great, once said. Like, are we getting ready, if this happens tonight, to sit back and start watching people, you know, unnecessarily hate on Patrick Mahomes like they do on Brady? Well, I, I would hope not,
3: Dusty, and I think the big difference is that Patrick Mahomes is likable. Tom Brady's never really been likable. He's been a guy that... I think if you're a dude, you're jealous of because he's you know dated two supermodels and he's won six Super Bowls and you know he's at the top of his game and he's got great hair now and so I, I think you, you look at Tom Brady from a dude's point of view and you're jealous because he's accomplished everything that I think as kids we all set out to be. I'd love to marry a supermodel and win the Super Bowl. Well, Tom Brady's been able to do all of that and I think from from everybody else's standpoint, I, I think he's so associated with Bill Belichick and all the cheating and the, the unlikability that Bill Belichick has where Andy Reed is very likable. Everybody roots for Andy Reid. Everybody wants to see Andy Reid do well. And I think the same goes for Patrick Mahomes. Now I could be mistaken. I don't live in Denver. I don't live in, you know, LA or Vegas or, you know, where other teams are that you have to play the chiefs twice a year. They may be, a little bit jealous but I, i've heard so many people say man i hate the fact that the chiefs are winning but how can you not like patrick mahomes how can you not like andy Reid? so i think they have that likability factor around them that i think will propel them further than i, I think belichick and, and tom brady did
4: you've been doing this sports thing for a while has there been anybody that maybe you've covered or maybe that started off to have such a powerful just like first two steps in the league like i don't know if like You know, maybe there was, like, a Royals player. There was, like, somebody that you grew up watching where it was, like, when you saw it, it was, like, "That's, that's it right there, like it is with Patrick Mahomes.
3: Well, I think Albert Pujols was like that for me when I, I was living in St. Louis for a couple of years. I mean, you stopped and watched every at bat. That's when Albert was in his prime. Now, not so much anymore since he, you know, went to the West Coast and his games are on well after bedtime for most of us. But he's still not the same type of hitter that he was, you know, when he first came up. Even in, in 2001, when he first came on the scene and they came here to Kansas City, I'll never forget the first time watching Albert Pujols in person. It was just you, you, you marvelled at it because it was so spectacular and. For me, also, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are two others that yeah. I wanted to see in person. Like, those were two guys, like, I am going to the games uh, for this series. I'm going to go watch these guys in person. I want to see what they can do, and I want to be there in person when they do unbelievable things. So I think those are two guys for me that that really have stood out for, like, you know, you, you, you wanted to be there, and you wanted to see greatness every step of the way, but nobody has taken over the world like we're seeing with Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, he's, he's the best player, the most prominent player, the most important player and the most popular sport in the country right now.
4: Bob, what's the score? Thirty-eight to two. Is that what it has been all year?
3: Thirty-eight 30 to two is what it's been all year, and, and that score hasn't quite hit yet, Dusty. But <laughs> so I think they're probably going to, you know, I'm still going to say thirty-eight to two. But it's going to be one of those games. Where I think they win by double digits. I, I just think they blow them out. Like Tom Brady doesn't scare me anymore. He's forty-three years old, and I think this defense feels like they got a lot to prove. I think they're going to go out there and wreck him. And I think it's going to be just a game where we can sit back and kind of relax in the second half.
4: Monday morning, you got DJ and Dana Hughes. Anything else you got for Monday morning, Bob?
3: Yeah, yeah, Josh will be down there in uh, in Tampa. He'll be on the sidelines today for the Super Bowl. Josh Klingler, the sideline reporter for uh, the Chiefs Radio Network. So he'll be uh, doing his part of the show from Tampa tomorrow morning. So I'm excited to see, you know, what he gets from the sidelines, things that he sees down there that nobody else sees, and he, he's got uh, he's got a view of the game that nobody else in this world gets the opportunity to do, so I'm excited to see his takeaways from this game.
4: It's Bob Fesco, 6 to 10 a.m. on 610 Sports Radio. Bob, there's a rumor that you're on the next rap video with Cody Tapp, but if not, it is what it is, and we'll see you on Monday morning.
3: You know, if, I, if I'm not on the next one, I, I'll be just fine with that. That's fair.
4: Bob Fesco, 6 to 10 in the, uh, 610 Sports Radio, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single morning. Josh Klingler. And, as well, Ryan Wachowski. Oh, my. Did you watch that rap video? It was pretty rough. Yeah. It was rough to get to the whole thing. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't make it. I didn't make it to the end. Um, Fesco brings up a good point that one of the athletes that when you sit back and you look at, and I wondered if it was going to be poo-holes. I didn't want to, like, step on his toes, but I, I figured it was going to be poo-holes, and he nailed it. He, he, Bob, you got me there. I'm glad you did that. That's one of those you throw up the pitch, cranks it out of the yard. Albert Pujols gives you that kind of like the comparison that we can talk about that's like kind of relevant. And when it came to last night, um the MVP awards, all the honors, Mahomes doesn't win. I don't think anyone expected Patrick Mahomes to win. That's fine. Aaron Rodgers again had a an MVP season. Aaron Rodgers big MVP season. It took Aaron Rodgers to have the greatest season of his life to have that MVP season. But that's not where we're concerned. I don't know what the stipulations are when they come to voting, but Josh Allen got four votes and Patrick Mahomes got two. So the last time I checked the MVP race for a majority of the season, at least like week six, seven to the end, and I know that Josh Allen had a good year. I'm not I'm not here to dog on Josh Allen. I'm not here to trash Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is a great quarterback with a great future. Maybe great's a little strong. Good quarterback, great future. But the fact that he would have more MVP votes than Patrick Mahomes, to me, seems absurd. And that's not, like, bias or local radio host in Kansas City saying that because he's, like, a fanboy. It just... From an NFL viewer, it doesn't make sense. Josh Allen didn't beat Patrick Mahomes this year in the regular season. Patrick Mahomes had better numbers. I can prove it. Mahomes was 14 and 1 as a starter, Josh Allen was 13 and 3. Mahomes threw for 4,700 yards, 4,740 to be exact. 38 touchdowns, and six interceptions. Josh Allen threw for 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Mahomes had two rushing touchdowns. Allen had seven. But I even think that at the end of the day, if you were to ask Josh Allen what he would like to be known for, it'd be a quarterback that throws the ball, not a quarterback that gets brownie points for running the ball. and the fact that mahomes would get this kind of shade is just fitting because here we are again and you start to feel this vibe that is being created i don't know if it's a like on purpose vibe like the nfl is just trying to build um its next super powerful monster that just cannot be taken down like patrick mahomes Two-vote stings. Like, that's kind of one of those things where you're like, well, I didn't expect to win, but I didn't expect it. Like, Josh Allen got four and I got two? Like, in the main statistic, as a starter, 14-1, 13-3. One guy played all year. Mahomes didn't have to play the last game of the year. Mahomes is coming off a Super Bowl-winning season. Threw for 2,000 more yards. Didn't turn the ball over as much. More value there to me. But this is where we're going to go. So tonight, if it happens, like if it's one of those games, like he doesn't do these in close games, we know that. And we know that we talk about how this team wants to be the next dynasty, Michael Jordan type of mannerisms. But there might be a point tonight if the Chiefs were to go up like 24 to 10, 31 to 10, and you see Patrick Mahomes count to three, as in finishing in third place. Or counting two votes in a very dramatic way. Like one, two. And then kind of shrugging again. Because we now know that the, the million dollar question of does he read this stuff or does he hear or listen to this stuff has been answered. There's too many There's too many times where he's done it. And you can keep asking him in the media about if he's doing this premeditative or not. But he definitely knows what he's doing when he does it. Now, he'll say that he gets caught up in the moment and that it just kind of happens. But if he's counting, it means he knows, which means it's, yeah. And I'm here for it. Like, if tonight, that would be my favorite thing that would happen. That if the Chiefs were to, like, go up by a, you know, double-digit scoring touchdown late in the game where you kind of knew the game was, was on ice – and Mahomes does his, what Robert Sala would say, his old man jog back over to the Chiefs' sideline, which would then be another part of kind of shade because he said he does these old man jogs, and then you don't realize he's quicker than he looks and he gets you. Yeah, that's, that's why you lost the Super Bowl last year, guy. You lost because you couldn't cover Tyreek Hill on a third and 15. He challenged the catch. He gave the Chiefs more time. They got to run wasp, They got to set up the play. Pass interference to Kelsey. The rest is history. That's, that's why he lost. Not because he does an old man jog. Get out of here. But that's what you can look for tonight. Let's say it's fourth quarter. There's seven minutes left. Mahomes throws a dart to Tyreek for like 30 yards out. Puts the Chiefs up 35-17. to 17. And you watch Mahomes jog over and count to two or count to three on his hands. You'll know exactly why, because Josh Allen got four votes and Patrick Mahomes got two in the MVP voting. 50 votes and Mahomes got two. Seems a little absurd. Coming up, Le'Veon Bell is the promise that the Chiefs make to every single person in his situation. Back in 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson here with you up until 1 o'clock. And then after that starts, the entire day of Chiefs Radio Network leading you all the way up to Jay Binkley at halftime as he will take your phone calls. Um... And your reactions to the first half of what is Super Bowl 55 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Looks like it's starting to snow again. That's great. Didn't even snow that much outside last night. But since it's below double digits in temperature, it just doesn't go anywhere. It's all right. You leave your cold ones outside tonight. Don't need to use your your fridge or if you go to your buddy's house. Uh, Something that's kind of like slowly but like surely gotten to me like the movie Armageddon or Simon Birch is this NFL Hall of Fame thing. Like the way that they get these athletes. Like the opposite of the Grim Reaper. They send old boy from the Hall of Fame to their house and just nonchalantly walks in or walks up to their door, like when you win the million-dollar check or the $10 million check from Publisher's Clearinghouse, but it's a gold jacket that he brings. And, like, the way that it, like, makes these athletes completely turn into maybe just, like, subhuman for a minute, because, like, all these guys that are clearly going to the Hall of Fame were always better than everybody else or did things that, You didn't see very often. That's why they're celebrated the way they are. Like Calvin Johnson, his is insane. Shows up to his house, knocks on his door. He opens the door and starts like bawling, crying. This was a guy whose nickname was Megatron and was probably the best receiver of my lifetime. Like I was a little bit after Jerry Rice. Um, But man, Calvin Johnson, insane. And then you just see him melt to the announcement of like, hey man, congratulations, you're going to the Hall of Fame. And Charles Woodson, that one's best, too. Like, he's just sitting out doing, like, a documentary film, and then from behind the NFL Hall of Fame member comes over, tap, not really taps him on the shoulder, but he just kind of comes from behind him, and he gets up, and you see a guy like Charles Woodson, who was a Raider, who kind of had that, you know, mentality that he was just going to come after you no matter what, had a good career in Green Bay, had probably one of the best defensive back careers. I know he's a safety, but, like, defensively, like, in the backfield, like, best careers we've ever seen as a pro. And, again, choked up at the announcement. Like, you just get to see these heroes, these guys that we look as, you know, immortal. And these things get to you, man. They're pretty awesome the way that the uh, the NFL honors these guys to go to the Hall of Fame. But John Lynch, among another, Peyton Manning gets into the Hall of Fame. And then tonight, you will see... Um, Another Hall of Fame member quarterback going in soon if he ever does stop playing. Tom Brady at the age of 43. has been a Hall of Fame career and another quarterback trying to continue the pass of that Hall of Fame career. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is already Probably, yeah, he's already in. <laughs> I don't know. He's only played three years, so I know that's kind of like an anomaly, but he's won a Super Bowl. He's playing in his second Super Bowl. He's won an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. He's thrown for 50 touchdowns in a season, 5,000 yards in a season. Yeah, he's probably already in a Hall of Fame. Travis Kelsey, also probably in the Hall of Fame. We'll get to him a little bit later. But it's weird how the Chiefs continue to kind of show promise to these veteran players. And this is something that could be of a reality moving forward if the Chiefs continue this type of path for the next two to three years. Now, obviously, some of their players will eventually become these veterans. They won't be as dominant as they are currently. It's just the circle of life when it comes to um, the NFL. Like eventually Travis Kelsey's going to hit 35 and 1,000 yards a season's not going to be there. We know that. Eventually Travis, or Tyreek is going to turn 34, not 27. But while they're in their prime, you're seeing these guys on the outside that have everything but one thing, and that is a ring to add to their resume. And that's what they truly want. Like, that's what they want to go after and get is that, that Super Bowl ring. And last year was really the first test if the Chiefs could do it because it was Terrell Suggs. Chiefs needed a pass rusher. They were really struggling in that department at the end of the year. They went out, like, hey, Terrell Suggs, it's between us and probably Baltimore. Hey, it's Andy Reid. Here's the deal. 15's pretty special. We've got a pretty good plan going forward. we got a good locker room. You wouldn't have to come in here and be a leader. You could just sit back, enjoy the ride, give us a little help, collect a Super Bowl ring. I know you already have a few. But let us get you one more. That's how you want to go out, right? And guess what Terrell Suggs was doing this time last year? Yeah. Collecting. This year, Le'Veon Bell became a free agent. Chiefs were like, hey, we could use a, a veteran running back. They call the veteran running back, Le'Veon Bell. He's really not even that old, but he's just been in the league, done a lot of stuff, finally got paid. And it seemed like, from what reports were saying, that Bell was between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Same pitch. What's up? We know you're cool with Chris Jones. He's one of our leaders. This guy, Mahomes, you're aware of who he is. What do you say? You don't have a ring. You've already been paid. You win a ring, you show some leadership, you'll get paid again next offseason. Guaranteed. Maybe not as much now because he hasn't really contributed that much to where it could have gotten the contract a little bit higher, but somebody's going to sign Le'Veon Bell next year. You'd think. He's going to get more money than he got already from the Jets and all that type of revenue. But if the Chiefs win another Super Bowl... Le'Veon Bell is an example, again, of the Chiefs making that promise in their sales pitch. Then you think to yourself, can they continue to do this? Players will have to know the Chiefs don't have the money to give to them to play here. But the Chiefs already know that because these guys have already made their money. The only thing they haven't made is that final stamp of approval in their resume. Super Bowl champion. Le'Veon Bell would love to have that. He's already had a damn good career. Terrell Suggs is now a two-time cha- or a champion with two different teams. That's a resume builder. Terrell Suggs is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Fact. That's going to be on his Hall of Fame resume. Le'Veon Bell, there's a chance. He'd have to get busy. But he'd still, even if you don't get into the Hall of Fame, and that's not on your resume, the rest of your life you're rocking around, rocking a ring that said you won a Super Bowl. And you got that. And you got money to back your bank account. You set out what you wanted to do. Be successful and be a champion. Hall of Fame is always a bonus. But the Chiefs continue to do that. They'll continue to be able to sell this. Because it wasn't the same pitch word for word with Terrell Suggs that it might have been with Le'Veon Bell. Because the Chiefs didn't have the Super Bowl. But with Le'Veon Bell, the Chiefs are like, hey, so here's the deal. Before we get into, you know, the numbers and stuff, we called Terrell Suggs last year. You saw how his, his season ended, right? Like he was celebrating in Kansas City, going down Grand, catching Coors Lights from fans, champagne showers, all the above. Another Super Bowl ring. And just got to kind of blend in. Didn't have to really go up and beyond. You know, show up at game time. Have a little bit of a role. But the locker room's set. The coaching staff is trusting. Just go with it. Collect a ring at the end. That's what you're coming here for. And then Le'Veon Bell was like, I'm going to go to Kansas City. I'll wait and maybe get paid next year by Miami. Or somebody like that. He said, I'll go to Kansas City. And here we are, once again, talking about the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And Arrowhead Pride wrote an article on it. Good article from Ron Kopp Jr. And said that Le'Veon Bell embraces mentor role for Chiefs running backs. That's what you want to see. That's what you then go pay a guy for. So it works out. We have a chance to win a Super Bowl because of what we have at head coach, offense, and we've got a pretty good core of guys on defense. And these vets come in here are successful, can possibly win a title, and maybe pick up something along the way. So then when they retire and that chief's resume starts to build and that promise keeps continuing to get paid off, and then all of a sudden let's say, oh, I don't know, a guy that's a vet, doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, that's a free agent next year, A.J. Green. And he's like, well, they can't pay me, but I've made money. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Le'Veon Bell and see what he said about it. Hey, Chiefs are interested in me. Not gonna give me a whole lot of money, but you know they, the whole like Super Bowl thing, dude. I'm telling you, they called me, said the same thing, and it worked out. Like it's crazy when you go over there. The locker room's tight. The coaches know what's going on. They're well prepared. It's one of the best things I've ever been a part of, and I won a Super Bowl. Okay, cool. Another selling pop, option. I'm not saying the Chiefs need to go get AJ Green. But that's the type of receiver that you could be like, hey, we're going to really need you on third downs. We're going to need you to stay healthy. And you're going to be a really dang good goal line touchdown threat. Because I don't know where the future is of Sammy Watkins. Expected to play, questionable to play today. We'll see how much of that actually happens. But he's also a free agent. Don't know if you bring him back after, you know, the last couple of years it's been. Maybe it's time to just part ways with Mr. Watkins. And so what do you do? You go get A.J. Green. Another guy that's a free agent, never got a ring. All they want is the ring. The money's there. The endorsements are there. Just not the Super Bowl. J.J. Watt. Chiefs might need help with pass rush next year. J.J. Watt. Free agent. Maybe not signing with Houston. If you're J.J. Watt and you see how they're treating your quarterback and that franchise, maybe it's time to get away. You've ruined a lot of your career there. And you saw it happen with other guys. Tony Gonzalez goes to Atlanta. Same thing. Play for cheap, but play for a stamp of approval on your resume that could be a Hall of Fame career. Super Bowl 55 tonight, 530 Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Later on in the show, we'll have guys from all over the air that are on every day, 10 to 2, 2 to 6, 6 to 10. There were no awards last night for any Kansas City Chiefs player, but that's okay. They don't really play for single awards. They play for team awards.